Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Ooh. I mean, you guys are probably sick of us every week. We're like, it's a jam-packed week, but it really is a jam-packed week. There is a lot to go on and let's dive right into our friends of Vanderpump Rules. Ooh, what a kind of heavy episode a little bit. Yeah, I think we're starting to finally get into the, you know, Katie and Tom divorce and really, you know, the fractures that led to, you know, their their marriage ending. I will say though, I'm so sick of Daily Mail always being mentioned. I think like I really think Daily Mail is like partly owned by LVP. It is <laughs> they are always hosting a party and they mention this the Daily Mail party. Well, f- we'll be ready for the Daily Mail party. Are we gonna be ready for the Daily Mail party? We need a chef for the Daily Mail party. I'm like, oh my God, like a no other show or franchise do they refer to the people the like Daily hosting? A- yeah, it's like, all right, we get it. And now uh, we're doing it. Now we're like giving yeah. all the <laughs> I just like they've done that for so many seasons. It's like, geez, like how much money do they pay? Um, Oh my gosh, absolutely. And, you know, them rushing to get everything done was like classic. I did laugh at Tom when they were shopping for couches and like he admitted that it's like his own fault. Like they, I mean, I've heard Katie and Ariana say say this, but they did their restaurant completely backwards. Um, Hence why it's a hard mess to get there, but it's there. They got there and we'll kind of talk more about the party, but something I was unexpected. I had an unexpected reaction and it was to Raquel and Peter's date. Well, the awkwardness <laughs> of it. Well, I think more or less her vulnerability. I think Raquel, I do think she's going to be giving us villain energy as the season progresses, but I also think this is someone who truly has no idea who she is and had an identity tied to one thing, that thing being pageantry. And I was not expecting, like saying it out loud, it sounds like really funny, like made up, but I wasn't expecting her to get upset and vulnerable with Peter um, at their date over it and just kind of figuring her shit out and... I didn't have as much sympathy for it. To me, it it screams somebody who's been taken care of, coddled and spoiled their entire life. And at the age of 27 is finally having to like be an adult. And so I was just kind of like, I think she's going through what most of us went through, like whether it's when you're 18 or 22, 23 and graduating college. Um, So, I mean, I, you know, I appreciated her 
sharing how she was feeling and knowing that, you know, her pageant days are over. But to me, I think it only made me feel more like this is a spoiled little rich girl who's never had to actually be an adult. Okay. Well, that is completely fair. (laughs) And like, you have sold me on changing my mind on that stance. I think I also know she's going to be a villain and she's kind of annoying. Like, you know, it's like hard for me to sympathize with somebody who seemingly lived a very privileged life. Yeah, that's fair. I I think for me, anytime anyone's willing to be slightly vulnerable on camera, I always kind of tip my hat to you because it doesn't feel, it didn't feel fake. I, I, I do, yeah, I do think her tears were genuine. I think she is genuinely having a hard time figuring out how to be an adult for the first time in her life. Um, <laughs> but well, that's, I mean, that's so really what shade. it is. I love it. No, you're. I know. She's I love it. To art, love like it. to um, Peter, like you know, James paid for everything. It's expensive. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like you're in L.A. Like so, it just it it makes me laugh in a sense. Like you're 27, and this is really the first time you probably had a worry about bills and all that kind of stuff. I also think she was like a lifelong student forever too. Wasn't she like in school forever? I don't know, but I just I remember don't, that was part know, of her story. I love, I love your, yeah. I love your stance on it. I love it when Abby gets, I wouldn't say you're activated, but I like when you get like shady and sassy towards certain things and that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. So thank you for that. Um, Lala and Katie's friendship. I, I think we see the beginnings of how they connected and bonded over their lack of dick. <laughs> oh, also, I think too, how they're kind Katie, of finding themselves. I think it's like for like Lala is someone who um, she's just like, she did it at BravoCon. She's like, everybody's like hype woman. And um, she, I think like giving Katie compliments, Katie's like, oh my God, no one's ever told me this. Like, this is why I was divorced. I don't know. I, I like that they hype each other up, but I think Lala is really good for Katie's self-esteem right now. Oh, a thousand percent. And her tits and her ass did look great. Like I was like, damn, Katie, like I didn't know you, you had that. So I think that that sums it up perfectly. Um, then we get into this. I mean, LVP, LVP and Lala have a conversation regarding Randall. And I am like, mm, I'm like, fuck you. LVP is what I have to say to that. The only thing I will say is she's the only one saying it to Lala's face. I'll give her that. Like everyone else is hiding behind scenes with other people or their interviews. We'll talk about it more on our Patreon, but on Watch What Happens Live, I completely agreed when Lala is like, when are we going to stop saying I should have known better and say, I'm sorry this man played you, ruined your life, did something to you that he's done to several other women as well, and he's a piece of shit. I agree with her. I think people are like placing some blame on Lala. Now I do, I do know that I said last week, how you gain them is how you lose them. But I do think she was kind of under this veil of like, but he really loved me. And I do feel sorry for her that she, you know, when she saw who he really was, it was too late. I think there's multiple layers of truth. I think we all saw how that relationship started. And I understand why you, anyone would feel and think like, well, duh, like, what did you think is going to happen? I also think she's 25. It kind of is giving me not the same, but similar, like Catherine Dennis, Thomas Ravenel, like young, impressionable yes. person. Mm-hmm. There's a man who's in a position of power, you know, and everyone else around them is like seeing all these things, but it's like, dude, she's only 25. So I think all the things we're saying are true. I think at the end of the day, I think you and I both are supportive of Lala. And I think LVP in that interaction and conversation, although, yes, she said it to her face, it to me seemed like 
not a support system, if you will. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I would like, I wouldn't like that. Um, but well, I think she's LVP. hearing it from everyone too. So I think she was hoping like LVP of all people, just with her, like being older and wiser and having more life experience would not like could, could see when somebody needs to be comforted versus when they need yes. a lesson. And I think in that moment yes. she wanted comfort. Yes, that is it. Abby, damn, you're on fire. <laughs> um, that, that is it. So here is another thing that I am so frustrated with. So we get to the Schwartz and Sandy's party. Shout out to Kiki, talk of shame, who made an appearance. Um, if you guys saw a familiar face, that was her. Um, we get to that opening and Schwartz and Katie end up having a conversation. And I say this as a Schwartz apologist, but Schwartz needs to take accountability. He is making everything about him. He, you know, he's like crying in his confessional about the notebook. Like, I just, I'm like, dude, you got to take ownership for the choices you made and how you chose this restaurant over your marriage. I completely agree. Like grow a backbone, dude. Like, I just, I mean, he would kind of allude to it and then didn't like, he'd be like, you know, even when he was like talking to Katie and like, he's like, I should have, you know, put you first and our marriage first. And I did love how she said, like, it almost cost you everything. Was it worth it? You know, I'm like, good for you. Like, I love Katie this episode. I think I'm going to love her this season. Yeah. I'm just like Schwartz, like, dude, you got to own up to your shit. And like, you're going to, you fucked up and like, got to sit in it instead of playing this like dopey, like, oh, poor me, poor me. Like, no, you did this. Like, Well, I think after watching him on her watch what happens live too. And it was like, even like he was asked every question and it was like, he had like, he was like seeking somebody else to like save him and help him. I'm like, you speaking of needing to be an adult, you are an adult shorts. Like you need to own, you need to own your own decisions. Yeah. You need to have a backbone and be like, this is what I did right or wrong. Here's where I'm at. And I'm opening this bar. I hope it works out. <laughs> mm. And the demise of the friendships will start to shift. The previews looked good. We're seeing more of a rift with Sheena and Katie. Um, the Raquel of it all. So I am into Vanderpump. I think we're off to a great start. I think they've made X. I think they finally have taken all the viewer feedback in the sense of having the show be regarding their lives versus sir. Um, But we (laughs) get hints of sir by being like a meeting point and where things like feel more organic and make sense. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think they're like, okay, we get it. Nobody's working there. This makes no sense. Well, I guess Raquel technically works there and, you know, Peter will be managing that place till he's 80. So we will always have a reason to show, <laughs> sir. Um, but no, I, I think they're off to a good start. Um, like I said before, all that could make it better would be Stassi and Jax. But. Ooh, I agree. Moving on to New Jersey and mozzarella. I can't yeah. even say it. You have the prosciutto <laughs> and the mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. We're having a mozzarella party. Yeah. Um, so I think in the beginning of this episode, we get into, um, Jennifer Aiden and Teresa, uh, met up with an ex-friend of Margaret who is willing to kind of sell her soul to those two, um, all her air out her, all of her dirty laundry in hopes that it'll get her on the show. I mean, this is the thing about these like reality shows. It's kind of sad because like your friends are willing to like throw you under the bus just to get a a paycheck. Now you could argue these weren't good friends to begin with, but like I would take everything that person said of Margaret, everything that Margaret's friend said 
with a grain of salt because like she obviously is so thirsty to get on the show. But um, and I'm not just saying that because I like Margaret. I if it was I don't think there's a New Jersey housewife I don't really like, but just in general, I would just anybody whose friend is willing to throw them under the bus, I would take it with a grain of salt. I did think it was interesting that they didn't reveal the big T. I know we're gonna maybe get it later, but I thought it was fair. Holding on to it. I thought it was interesting. I also do agree, and I say this as someone who likes Margaret. I did think Jennifer was correct. She was like, What would Margaret do? Yeah, she would meet with her. She would have oh, met 100%. With her. And I think that's a thousand percent true. So I was with her with that. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised that I'm what I'm about to say next, but I like the newbies. I think Rachel and Danielle are great additions. I um have actually been really enjoying them. I think I haven't felt that way. I don't know in a minute. I'm trying to think of like someone who's like recently new where I've it felt like good, but for New Jersey, a cast that's been so solid for many years, I feel like they're a good addition and it does feel organic. Um, I also kind of laugh that Rachel says she refers to her stepson, who's 15, as her stepson because she's sick of people asking about her age. I know. I also, my heart goes out to anybody who has kids close together in age. Mine are 16 months apart. Looks like hers are pretty close as well. No, I like the newbies because I think they're coming in and holding their ground when they need to, but they're not seeking and searching out fights and trying to like be like top dog, you know, episode one, like they're just, they're doing a, a really good job of blending in, but also being relevant. And I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I like that, you know, um, Danielle was quick to host a party. I like that. Um, Rachel is quick to kind of like call out Jennifer and be like, well, wasn't it hypocritical what you did? You know, you were saying to Marge and or Margaret, and then you were, you know, uh, like staying with your husband who cheated. Like, I I like that they're, they're like, they're playing all in. They're not, uh, as Lala says about Raquel, they're not just like half-assing it. They're really going all in and I like it. And it seems genuine. (laughs) It does seem genuine. Um, something else that seems, uh, genuine is Dolores and her phone background in case I was like, dying looking at her phone background and the case, it just like made me laugh because it's so corny. I mean, if any of my friends had that, I would make fun of them forever. Oh, same. I don't even have my kids on my phone case. Like I, I don't even, my case, I I keep very generic. Yeah. Same. I don't think when I was single and granted, you know, phones and what we did with them was a very different thing back then. I think the closest thing I've gotten to this is a assigned phone ring for Kyle. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't even have that. Really? Well, not now, but I mean like back in the day. Like 2005. Oh, like when ringtones were cool. Um, yes. No, I never had an assigned one for anybody um, ever, but I, I would change my ringtones. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like my case, I've never had like a case with a picture on it, nor have I wanted to. Um, yeah. I And I would not, I just, I don't know. I've never really felt, felt compelled to do that, but Hey, you I know, don't either. And I, I'm happy for her. I like Polly. You guys have heard I me mean, talk about my, obviously. my drunken interaction with him. I love him. So I'm just happy that she has someone who wants to be on camera with her, who actually seems to hang out with her. I think well, that's she a seems great happy. Let's, she seems yeah. happy. Yeah. Uh, I would love it if maybe Frank could also like be a little bit more supportive of this, but it is what it is. And I mean, that's going to be part of Dolores' storyline. So um, no, it, it was good seeing her. As she said, she's a big softy now. So I liked it. And of course we get an appearance from our 
Rony Housewives. So this is the moment we had been hearing about. We saw it happen all on social media <laughs> when Teresa's invitations went out and Ramona shares the details on her stories. I died watching this. I'd be so pissed. I would be so pissed. I mean, everybody, we had the website. Everybody knew all. She had to change venue. I mean, it like, it was a big thing. Um, I do think it's funny. I mean, you can just see Teresa's just annoyed that she even has to talk about it on the show. But of course she has to because she has to let everybody know that she changed everything. How embarrassing to spend that much money on invites and then ultimately have to email everybody where your wedding is. I mean, it, it would like, be. Those invitations were beautiful too. They I mean, were they were really pretty. I hate this is I'm gonna sound like granola Vanessa right now, but like the other aspect of me is like, oh, you can't like recycle that. Like, what are you gonna do with an acrylic invitation? You know, that's where my mind goes. I would just enjoy wasteful. the flowers. I would have enjoyed the flowers. Yes, I know. I'm sorry to poo-poo on that, but they were pretty they are pretty, but that's where my head goes. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Um, that's where my mind went. Anyways, let's get to the Mutsa party. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorel. She kept saying it. I'm like, what? That's how the Italians I'm say it. I feel it. like an idiot saying it. Like, what? Like, that's mozzarella and um, prosciutto. I feel stupid saying it that way because it's like we're in the Midwest, so it's mozzarella and prosciutto. But I love when Italians say it. Yeah, no, it's just fun. Well, hers was like an Italian with a Staten Island accent, so it's like mozzarella. Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even do it, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop trying. But what a fun theme for the party! It was. The interesting theme. I, you know, Teresa tries to calm down Dolores about Jennifer Aiden. Like, what? I think very rarely have we ever seen Teresa try to be a mediator between two friends. I like this, Teresa. I hate saying it. I think it's Louis' influence. I know it's because he's a narcissist and he's trying to control her, but he's making her. I don't want to say enjoyable, but like, I mean, I like that she's not so quick to like yell at everybody. Now I did think it was funny that when she got in the fight with Melissa, that she tried to change the story. (laughs) I like that. This is why I love about Teresa. Like in her head now, she's believed this new story that they were supposed to be at a different table and all this stuff that are in the, originally they were supposed to be sitting at her table and it's my brother. Why would I want him there? I don't think she remembers on the reunion. She talked about how like the seating chart was uh, complicated and she had to put them at a different table, but this is why I love Teresa. No, it's just like, so funny. I will say too, like in watching Jennifer and Dolores go back and forth, their fight is what it kind of reminds me of bad weather in the sense of like, wait, what are we fighting again? Yeah, like, like, what why is are happening? we mad? Yeah. Yes. Like I had to kind of like really think hard. I'm like, wait, why are you guys fighting? Um, but as I get activated and getting, you know, um, eating the mozzarella, I was dying at Margaret's fa- friend, um, I think it's Jen, Jen shoving Fessler. her face with the cheese. Yes. <laughs> I was aggressive. I'm like, girl, slow down. You're going to like, it was rage eating. It was so I bet funny. she was either constipated or had diarrhea after that. That's a lot of cheese to consume that fast. I was like, and mozzarella can be <laughs> kind of rich. I was like, girl, you're going to be hurting. Um, I, yeah, I thought she was hilarious. I, like, I know she was doing it to be like funny. It was kind of like a, a, a bit, but it, it was. It was a lot. It was aggressive. Yes, it was a lot. So, you know, you mentioned it with the tables and the invitation. So after this episode, who do you side with? Teresa or Melissa? Teresa. Um, I do think she purposely didn't have them at her table, but I think overall I side with Teresa on it. Um, just because I think I do. And what, and I get like, there's a lot of family baggage that goes on and stuff, I, but it feels like Melissa came in this time and was like, 
came in this season and just like almost like wants to bring Teresa down. And I just think it's really hard to do that with an OG. Uh, so uh, I just, I, I don't know. I'm still team Teresa. I'm, I'm still team Teresa too. So you guys know how we feel <laughs> about Melissa. Fun fact, Melissa now follows us on Instagram. And I don't I think, think she it's because knows... you posted about Dirty Louie. I think she thinks I, you're like, oh, anti- it's a hundred percent. So because I posted about Dirty Louie, got a follow from Melissa. And I'm like, little does she know that I bash her ass on this podcast. And yeah, so if you guys see me a little gun shy about my um, distaste for Melissa, it's because I don't want to get yelled at in DMs. Um, I'm easily. Oh, she's not listening. Don't worry. But Oh, no, she's not going to listen to this, but just in stories. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not afraid of Jennifer Aiden. And I will say, I think Jennifer is searching too hard to have a fight with everybody. She then brought, brought Margaret up again. It's like, Jennifer, you've got like, kind of like you're saying, like, what are we even fighting about? She is going to put herself in a situation where like her her position might be at risk if she keeps going after dumb fights like that. Yeah, no, it's like, let the mouse go. Absolutely. I think I kind of got what Margaret was saying. It's like, why are we rehashing stuff that we've already said we're good and now you're bringing it up again? Like you're going against what you're saying. And then it's like, what we're going in circle. So I'm with you. I mean, I think anytime I watch New Jersey, I feel like, you know, I feel like everyone needs, I need something to calm me down because it's always like so intense. So the, and it continues, you guys. But something that's not so intense and makes me feel good is Organifi. So you guys hear us all the time talking about Organifi. Um, I am really, really enjoying. They have right now this these women's wellness kind of kits. And in them, they have a collagen that I'm a huge fan of. It's this lemonade collagen. Um, it is delightful. It is so good. And it's packed with so many different nutrients and good goodness, if you will, for you. Um, It is the glow. So it's the women's power stack and you can get 20% off with our promo code real moms. Um, So again, don't forget to go check out Organifi, go to Organifi.com slash real moms and check it out guys. I love the glow. It's, it's good. Have you used that one? I do like the glow. Yes. I mean, I think for women, as you get older, um, collagen and anything that can just like, I'm going to say more, even more, well, it's, I feel like more youthful. I think like collagen has a lot of, it like makes your like bones stronger. There's just like other things that like help with your ongoing health and longevity. I keep hearing more and more people like finding out that they have like women like arthritis and they're like, um, close to like being an osteo, what's it? Osteo. Well, your bones. Process. Yeah. So, you know, preventative. Um, yeah. So I think anything you can do to help your health there is a great uh, thing to do. All right. Um, let's dive in to, and also guys, n- people were like, a few people were DMing us. There was no Potomac this week, I'm assuming because of the Super Bowl. So the reunion returns this Sunday, um, part one uh, on the 19th. So nobody missed it this week. Um, so we obviously aren't going to be covering it, but we're now going to go into uh, Summer House. Um, right. Yes. I'm like summer house. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. What's happening here? Um, okay. I just, I can't with Lindsay and Carl. I feel like this guys, happened like lifetimes ago, but it premiered this week. If doesn't it feel like that was forever ago? It's forever ago because it's rehashing a lot of old drama. So it's like kind of whiplash, if you will. So, you know, timeline wise, Winter House for us wrapped up in December. 
But in the world of this and when it was filmed, they filmed Winter or Summer House four months after Winter House. And if we remember a Winter House, how awkward it was with the group and Lindsay and Carl. So, I mean, you guys know we've always been like Lindsay apologists, but I'm with you. I couldn't, I mean, in the beginning of the episode here, babe, 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 babe. It was a bit much. And that it, it was a bit like, much. I also want to start by saying, I get there might be zoning laws. They pers- they purposely fucked with the sleeping arrangements. I don't think, how did they get away with it the previous year? Was it all of a sudden because they were on TV that the Hamptons were like, oh, wait a minute, you have too many bedrooms there? Oh, I don't. I, I think that was I, intentional I for I drama. Think, I'm like, this I think is that was intentional for drama. I think, I think the beginning of Summer House, there's a lot of variables that made the vibes be off, if you will. One, the ridiculous room made up room situation. Um, the Lindsay and Carl of it all, the newbies, um, the amount of women, like it's just so unbalanced. Men, it Age, was just very women, un- like. Alice, it was very like all over the place. I mean, I don't know. I just felt really weird watching it all. Um, I will say Maya felt much, seemed much more comfortable. Like she seemed like a season two housewife to me. Like she seemed uh, like ready to go. She's like, okay, I, I can do this now. Like I know what I'm doing. Here's the shots of tequila. But then we get into this family feud story. So from Maya's perspective, they had filmed family feud. Um, and then after they filmed, there was a conversation between Lindsay and Maya where Lindsay basically is like, according to Maya, it's like back off. Like, I don't want you hanging out with Carl. I think it's inappropriate. It was because like Maya my, had made a comment about like it. smoking a joint and then Lindsay got mad about it. Um, and then it's like, it seems like then they got, it, like, it seems like what Maya said originally, Lindsay was mad about, um, about just like the, the act of texting Carl. And then it like later turned into, and I don't know if this was like Carl and Lindsay trying to like get ahead of this like villain edit that they just had to know that was coming for them. Um, but then it turned into like Carl was California sober, no longer is, and felt like Maya was like jeopardizing his sobriety. There's no way she would have known that if they'd gotten high before. I, I think that's fine for her to assume, like, unless he says, hey, just so you know, I no longer do this. And she still kept texting him. Then, yeah, it'd fall on her. But I I don't know. I thought it was like really weird. Like, it seemed like they truly had a friendship the previous summer. I don't it just seemed odd to me that like that they were trying so hard, like Lindsay and Carl, I felt like we're trying so hard to make Maya out to be the bad guy in this. And we love Lindsay and Carl. And I just thought it was unnecessary. Like, I just felt like when Maya then has a conversation with Carl, Carl was like really cold towards her, like a bit more than I felt like he needed to be. Of course, they're going to say it's the edit. But I think, listen, I think he could have easily said to her, said, hey, you know, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to. I was going through a really hard time and with my sobriety and I'm no longer partaking in this. It's not a reflection of you. It's just me setting a boundary for myself. Lindsay's super protective and probably didn't approach it the best way, but just know her intentions were good. Like, I think if you said something like that, she would have been like, oh, okay, cool. But he was, I don't know. He was weird. And then he was like, well, I don't know why she's so upset. We're not like as good of friends. It just seemed like a weird thing to, um, argue yeah. I guess well then I thought it was weird when Carl said Maya like came and spoke to me and Lindsay's like um I'm allowed to have opinions I'm like 
Okay. Yeah. But ultimately it's Carl and Maya's friendship, right? Like that's what, like, I think that's what Maya's trying to get to. Like what Lindsay really shouldn't be involved unless Carl is telling Lindsay, he feels uncomfortable. And if that's the case, then he needs to speak up and say that and tell Maya and Lindsay should encourage him to do that, not take on this fight. And I, that's why I'm having like such a hard time. I'm like, I know that like Lindsay will get a bad edit to be a villain. Like, I think that is a hundred percent happening. Some of it will be taken a little out of context. I do think Maya is smart and knows that and maybe dramatize a little bit. Yeah. Leaned into it. But I, I do, there's gotta be some truth to it. Like, you know, Lindsay isn't like denying that the text didn't happen and that they didn't have a conversation about it. So there is some truth there. Um, I don't know. I just think it was just like, it was a weird way to start it off, but I think then it just showed from then on, it was nothing but babe and that the two of them not wanting to be social at and all, like Barry's even, boot camp. That was like oh. weird. the whole Barry's boot camp. Like, are you going to Barry's boot camp? Are you going to Barry's boot camp? They must be getting like, paid by Barry's. They do post about it a lot. I, think I it, yeah, I think, listen, I think Carl has uh, he's shown in like a way to control his life and is in his sobriety is having routine. And I respect all that. I just don't like when you try to like force things onto other people. So I kind of, I totally got what Kyle was saying about that because it was a difference from the summer before where he was doing a lot of these things. And then like now is being like hyper active about it. Um, It just seemed like he just seemed very triggered by the house, Carl, to me, like his energy seemed more off than Lindsay. Um, He just seemed like, not in a good headspace to go in and film a reality TV show. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I think ultimately he shouldn't have done this show this year. It just seems like he didn't want to do it. I have to wonder if part of why he did it is because Lindsay, I think Lindsay loves the show, loves being a part of it. I think she loves Bravo, loves the fans. Um, I, I think Carl could walk away tomorrow and be fine. And so, but I think like, you know, they're dating. So he was going to have to be part of the show regardless. Uh, and he like signed up for it. But the way they're doing this, I'm like, oh, guys, like no one's going to want you to come back. Yeah, no, it's just it was weird. Um, I did get sad. And how did you feel about, you know, Kyle um, and how he feels about his friendship with Carl? Like how he just thinks it's different and all of that. Like, what's your take on that? I mean, just from watching. And again, this could be the edit. I I agree with Kyle. It seems like, I mean, even Carl like said, like, we need more dudes in the house. Like, you know, I need more front. I need new friends. And like, it was like the way he said it. And I think he realized how bad it was. He was like, Oh, I'm like, try to make a joke about it. But I think even Kyle was like, dude, like we've been friends forever. We've had like, there's been weekends in the past where he and Carl were like, maybe the only guys there. Um, like what, you know, why now is it so different? Uh, you can just tell that their friendship and relationship has changed. Um, And look, I think it kind of is like giving me, this is a bit of a jump, but it's kind of giving me a little bit of like Meghan Markle and like Harry vibes, Prince Harry vibes, because it's one of those things where like, I think Carl wanted someone like Lindsay to come in and just be the total, like his focus and like help him like escape and remove himself from a lot of social situations. I don't think like Lindsay's forcing him to not be friends with people or trying to ruin the friendships by any means. I think it's like, the same thing. I think Prince Harry ultimately was looking for an escape out of the royal family, but it still is like there's better. I think there's just better ways you could go about it without leaving such like a without burning every bridge behind you along the way. And I think that's kind of where where Lindsay and Carl are headed and like not giving any 
really regard to his friendship. Um, I, I don't, I think he's going to regret it one day. Ooh, that's an excellent comparison. I think you've nailed it there. I, here's the thing for me on the flip side. I think friendships are hard. I've gone through a few friendship breakups in my life. And I think, you know, Carl isn't the same guy who he was. I mean, it, I don't want to say their friendship was just based on alcohol and partying, but a lot of it was. Um, so he's, he's a little bit different now. He's a little fewer different interests. There were things that happen off camera that's fed into that as well. So I think on Kyle's perspective, there needs to be a little accountability there too. I just want them to like have a bro it out and just like talk it out and go from there. Um, so that's kind of my two cents on it. It's, it's a bummer. It's never, it's never fun to see friendships kind of dissolve a little bit. Um, and then my last question for you is what do you think about the newbies? So we have Samantha, Gabby, and Chris. Samantha's the 25 year old, right? Yes. I, I feel like she is kind of out of the, out of the blue. I'm not understanding hundred percent how she fits in. And it didn't even really seem like her and Amanda were honestly even friends. I think they just like plucked her off TikTok and threw her into the house. I like, um, I like <laughs> Gabby though. Um, I, I think she's a strong personality. Um, and it seems like too, and maybe I'm confusing previews, but it seems like she, um, is going to make an effort to try to be friends with Lindsay, at least that's in some scenes. So I, I like that. She's not being totally like, um, her image of her is not skewed by what some of the other girls are telling her. Um, yeah, I, I like Gabby. Uh, I don't know what to make of, of the dude he's giving Chris. me kind of Chris. Yeah. Um, he likes berries. So, you know, that will help him. Um, <laughs> he's a former military man. I, I mean, I, I like him. He seems a little cheesy. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of here for his energy. I just don't know that this was a show for it. That's like kind of my two cents on it. I'm like, I'm okay with him being on there, but it feels again, like so inorganic. He, I feel like if he came in with Alex, if Alex was still on the show, that would make sense. (laughs) I actually feel like they should have had him with Alex. I think that would have been like a, like a good pairing. We needed more guys. Like it's, I know more guys come and stay. Like we've got Corey that comes and I know Andrea and like Luke do stop by and we'll have Craig making appearances and stuff. But like for like, true main cast, like almost every weekend. It's really weird that we only have three guys and we have so many girls. Yes. And I'm pretty certain if you guys search on Instagram that Corey and Samantha are dating or have been dating. So I mean, that um, tracks. Yeah. There's Easter eggs all over his Instagram that kind of made you kind of put two and two together. So there's that. Um, Okay. Well, that wraps up our show. I want to know who you are giving your shout out to. Well, um, as a boy mom, I have to give my shout out to Donna Kelsey, uh, mother of Travis and Jason Kelsey, who played in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, I think it was so fun watching the mom of two athletes kind of be the star of a show. I mean, like everybody was wanting to interview her. She killed it. She did such a good job with like every media appearance. You have to keep in mind that like, I mean, she's like a mom in Cleveland. You know, she wasn't like she's like trained for this or like you know, her sons have had like had media training that they go through, through their organization. And they're used to being like interviewed and asked all these questions. And, um, she was interviewed a lot and she did such a great job. Um, and I just think too, as a mom, it has to be really cool to see both of your kids 
kind of like be at the top. Like, I mean, that's the top you can get in the NFL is playing the Super Bowl and watching both of her sons there. It was just really sweet. And of course, when they both cried when they saw her, it was just really sweet. So um, Donna Kelsey, you you're killing it. Keep it up, girl. Mm, love it. I'm going to give mine to Rihanna. We're going to unpack the Super Bowl performance, um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, excuse me, performance on our Patreon. But I just think she's pregnant and performing on the biggest stage. And I just love a moment that kind of empowers a woman. And I just think it goes to show that there's nothing that we can't do. So pregnant, killing it, billionaire, like get it, Riri, doing things on her terms. I just think that's really um, empowering. She said, no, I don't want to guess. The only guess I have is my bump. I'm not going to do loved. any outfit changes. You guys are going to get what you get. Like, I kind of appreciate a person who at this stage in their career doesn't need, doesn't feel the need to kind of have any surprises. You know what I mean? Like just kind of owns up. And this is like, this, you came for me, you're getting me. And yeah. that's it. So I like that. I, I dig that. So that's who I'm giving my shout out to. So that wraps up our show this week. You, as always, thank you guys so much for your support. We are getting closer and closer to 700 ratings or reviews. Please, please, please take a moment to leave us one. I want to give a couple shout out to a few people who have given us um, amazing reviews. Jess644, um, Terry Smary, um, Jess Mish. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to write those. It makes a difference. Um, hit five stars. And then if you want to support us monetarily, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms. And with that, we'll check you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too. But not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.